0: Welcome to Beside the Burn for Monday the 21st of September 2020. This week we're continuing the theme from Sunday where we were thinking about rebuilding and we were doing that based on the story of Nehemiah going back to Jerusalem and rebuilding the city of Jerusalem. You can go back and you can listen to the message uh, from Sunday in the link down below if you haven't already heard it. And uh, you can have a little think about what it means to rebuild our own lives, church life and indeed community life. We're following the PRISM Bible study, which has been produced by PCI, and uh, today we're going to look at some of the the suggestions and questions that are in that Bible study, and looking specifically at Nehemiah chapter 2. So it's all about rebuilding, starting over again in church life. Uh, Making gradual process is what we're uh, thinking about today, that we can't just expect to go back to where we were before the pandemic. Indeed, we probably don't want to go back to where we were before the pandemic. And we want to take some time to see how we can rebuild and what God actually wants us to rebuild. The whole world is entering into a massive rebuilding project following the experience of the coronavirus pandemic. Nothing has been left untouched by the impact of this period of history. Airlines, shops, restaurants, sport and the entertainment industry. So many of the pillars of life have been laid waste. In church life too we find ourselves rebuilding our worshipping life, our pastoral care, organisations, finances. So there is so much to think about at this time. So here's one uh, question to think about now. Uh, what aspect of your church life do you think will be most challenging to rebuild? Uh, rebuilding's probably even harder than building. We set to work again with a very real sense of what has been lost. It can feel like we'll never get back to where we were before, never mind push on positively into a better future. Heavy hearts accompany the heavy lifting. And just when we feel like we might be getting somewhere, we can experience setbacks along the way. Just being church in a rapidly changing world wasn't getting any easier before the pandemic. Now we may feel a a boulder we were straining to push up the hill has just rolled down to the bottom again. So there is a sense that uh, things were difficult following Jesus before the pandemic now perhaps are even more difficult but there's also a sense that now perhaps we have a new opportunity and there are things happening now that weren't happening before that perhaps give us an opportunity uh, to speak about the gospel. Do remember as well that these um, Bible study, uh, this Bible study sheet that you can see parts of on the screen is available to download at a link uh, just below this video as well on the daily blog. So as it says here, let's have a look at the familiar story of Nehemiah, starting over again to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem that had been laid waste by invading army of the Babylonians in Nehemiah chapter two verses eleven to twenty. As we do so, let's reflect on how it might guide us as we gradually make progress again in rebuilding our church life. And We're asked to read Nehemiah 2 verses 11 to 20. Go back and you can listen uh, to me reading that passage from Sunday or you can open your Bible and read it uh, yourself. Do so slowly, listen carefully, pay attention to the details. Reflect on how things feel at different parts of the story And then let the story sink into your soul. Uh, To talk about, line up the story alongside your recent experience of living through the coronavirus pandemic. Use the questions below to help identify and talk about some parallels. So Nehemiah returns to his beloved Jerusalem to find it in ruins. He's already received word back um, whenever he was in the king's palace. And the first thing he does is to make an inspection of how things are under cover of darkness with only a few others present. He is carefully assessing what needs to happen and where to start the rebuilding. So how do you find your congregation just now? What has been lost and gained? Where might you start to rebuild? And by visiting others at home, addressing financial issues, improving your website and social media communication. These things are difficult, of course, because it's difficult to visit at home at the moment because of the restrictions that are in place, but also... Uh, because of the increasing numbers at this present time and everything we're being told is that meetings within people's homes uh, are the most dangerous for spreading the virus. So we've got to be very careful about what we do. What happens on a Sunday has changed and our whole, although it's good to be back on a Sunday and meeting together, it is very different. We're separated. We're not able to have those spontaneous conversations anymore. We're not able to get close to one another. It's very cool within the church because of the ventilation. And all these issues are are stopping us. But instead of seeing all these negatives, we need to look and find the positives for rebuilding and what we can do. Having gained a good overview of the situation, Nehemiah is very open with others who will need to share the work of rebuilding. He is not just rebuilding walls. He is restoring confidence in a community. And that's what we have got to do. We've got to be confident in the gospel that Jesus Christ has been with us through this pandemic so far. He will continue with us as we move on and he will be with us in the rebuilding process. We have a hope that is totally absent in society at the moment. Society is worried about what is coming. Society has nothing to hold on to and yet we have a firm foundation on which to build and it's important that we do that rebuilding work. What will it look like for our whole congregation to be enlisted and involved in rebuilding church life in light of the coronavirus and lockdown? And what areas might confidence need to be restored? There are so many areas that need to be built upon now. Just simply our fellowship and friendship and caring for others can be built on greatly. There's so much that can be done at the moment if you've got time just to make a phone call or to speak to someone. Financially, churches are struggling at the moment and need help because income hasn't been coming in and yet there are still all those bills that we normally have. And we talk about other parallels you can see between the story and our situation today. So let's pause for a moment and let's turn to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you today that you have called us to this rebuilding work. We thank you that we're at the stage now where we can look to the future and we can trust upon you and we have you as our firm foundation. Help us, Lord, to know the right way to rebuild. Help us, Lord, to go out into society with the uh, encouragement and the hope that you have given us. And may we be able to share that good news with others. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome to the second of our studies, Tuesday the 22nd of September, continuing our theme of rebuilding from Sunday and looking once again at Nehemiah chapter 2 and using the PRISM Bible study sheet that is available for download on the blog today. So let's look at the next section of that Bible study sheet last time we looked at the parallels that we could see and now we're looking at some of these patterns that we find in Nehemiah 2 and we might find it helpful to go back and read the verses again. Line up the story alongside your recent experience of living through the coronavirus pandemic and use the questions below to help identify and talk about some patterns for living as followers of Jesus. And what we're doing now is in these uh, little videos is going through this, looking at it. Uh, but but have a think through and try uh, and come up with answers as well because on Wednesday we've got the Zoom Bible study at 12 o'clock and you can join in on that and find out what others are thinking about some of these things. Uh, Nehemiah is careful to balance realism with encouragement in what he says to the people. He admits the trouble that they're in but also shares the encouragement of God's gracious hand in uh, re- 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 releasing him from King Artaxerxes' service and providing for the rebuilding in, in verses 1 to 10. So, which are we more likely to veer towards in our congregation when facing challenges? A lack of reality? or a lack of encouragement? What is the impact of what imbalance on our congregation's ability to rise from the challenges? We need to remember that yes there are huge challenges, yes there are problems facing us, but at the same time we serve a mighty God who is faithful and can be trusted at all times. No sooner has the work started than a setback occurs in the form of mockery and ridicule at the idea that the people can ever rebuild the walls again. You'll see that towards the end of the passage, verses 19 and 20. Nehemiah counters this by pointing to God and urging the people to keep going. And that's what we need to do because we will face problems. We will face difficulties. that They will seem insurmountable at times. But, God is good and God is great. Talk about other patterns of who God is, and um, or sorry, what particular challenges to rebuilding your congregation's life again do you see in the horizon? How has your congregation dealt with setbacks in the past? What might you learn from how Nehemiah deals with them here? Talk about other patterns of who God is and how He acts, or lessons that we can learn in living as followers in His church that emerged from this story. So we need to remember the ways that God has been faithful in the past, the ways that we have trusted in him, and the ways that we know that he will continue to be with us. And there are numerous examples in the Bible of how God was faithful through many, many years and never let his people down. So what about the possibilities and the different perspectives and here's a few things to talk about. The possibilities first of all. Take a moment to think about the initial impression this story made upon you as you read it and the discussion that you have just had. What sticks in your mind? What do you particularly sense God prompting you to think about more deeply? Pause and Take a moment on your own or share with the person next to you your sense of what God is saying to you or your congregation from your reflections on this story. And this is important that we pause and we listen to God. These are the possibilities that we have for service. Then the perspectives, the way that we can look at this. Prepare to share with others what impression God has made upon your heart. Do your best to put in this into words. Maybe it will be the same as others, maybe it will be different. Pay attention to the conversation that is about to start so that God can deepen and widen the impact of his word. Share with the whole group the lessons you think God is teaching you and your congregation through his word and by his spirit so it's important that we ask God, what is it that you want us to learn now? Then at the end of the Bible study sheet that draws our attention uh, to Matthew 13, 31, uh, the the little parable of, of the mustard seed. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed which a man took and planted in his field, though it's the smallest of all seeds, yet when it grows, it's the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds come and perch in its branches. And here we have this contrast between smallest and largest. And that's where we find ourselves. We maybe look at ourselves as a church and think that we are small. But I think over lockdown and during coronavirus we've discovered that we can have a large impact just one to one an impact upon our friends an impact upon our neighbours and where we have that little seed of mustard seed and it's planted and it grows and it nurtures we can have an impact for God so let's finish with this prayer together Lord of creation and recreation Builder of a kingdom that can never be shaken. Help us in this period of rebuilding in life and church and world to discover the glory of small and slow, the beauty of planting and patience. Give us faith that frees us from hurry and worry. Big hearts, generous in giving. Keen eyes to perceive what you are growing among us. In Jesus' name, Amen. Welcome to study number three for Wednesday, the 23rd of September, 2020. We're continuing the theme of rebuilding, but we're moving to another Bible passage today. And in fact, in the next couple of days, we'll look at three different Bibles passages each day. So today it's 1 Peter chapter two, four to 10. You'll remember that Norman read this passage to us on Sunday and you can go back and you can listen at the link below the video Uh, to Norman reading the passage, or you can take a moment or two, open up your Bible uh, and read it for yourself today. And this passage is all about us being built as the church, but then also what the foundation, what the, the cornerstone of our faith should be. And so in the passage that Norman read to us, as you come to him the living stone, we're reminded of Jesus's perfect position here, that he is the living stone. He was rejected by men, but he was chosen by God. He was precious to God because he is his son. And then we also are like these living stones and we're being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. And in that role as being built together as God's house here on earth, the spiritual house, we have this role of offering spiritual sacrifices which are acceptable to God through Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ being the living stone. So, for in Scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, chosen and precious, It's a cornerstone and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. And so here we have this situation where Jesus is being referred to as the cornerstone. And the cornerstone is important in any building because it sets off for two walls. You put the cornerstone in place and if it is set in the right place, then this wall And the other wall at right angles to it will both set off in the right direction. As you set another brick or stone beside the cornerstone, then it's in the right place and so on on both directions. And so this cornerstone is important. And so Jesus Christ is important in our lives. We've got to get him in place. It's not as if you make your building and then you add the cornerstone at a later date. You've got to start off with the cornerstone and that's where Jesus Christ comes in. And that's where this rebuilding comes in. That Jesus has to be put there first. You can't just add them on. You've got to clear away the rubble. You've got to clear away what's already been built and put Jesus in so that everything else can fit in around him. And then we are part of this building process. We, the living stones, are connected to Jesus. And as we are connected to Jesus and one another, we become the spiritual house that God wants us to be for him. Now to you who believe, this stone is precious. Precious to God we just saw, but it's also precious to us who believe. And whenever we believe in God, that's what makes Jesus precious to us. But to those who do not believe, there are many who don't believe in Jesus Christ. And there's a problem. The stone the builders rejected has become the capstone and a stone that causes men to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. And so there are many who don't believe in Jesus and therefore Jesus becomes that stumbling block for them that causes them problems because instead of trusting in him and following him they're trying to do things their own way and Jesus just simply gets in the way. They stumble because they disobey the message which is also what they were destined for and we're going to see that very soon, on another day in these little studies, that we need to obey God's word whenever we hear it, not disobey it and stumble. But you are a chosen people, just as the living stone Jesus Christ was chosen, so we are chosen. We are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that we may declare praises of Him who called you out of darkness. Into his wonderful light. Isn't this a wonderful contrast here between darkness and light? And the difference between these two is that we are called. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. And so this is the wonderful change that has come about that once there was no mercy, but now there is mercy. Once there was darkness, but now there is light. Once we were just not a people at all, but now we are the chosen people of God. And all of this comes about through Jesus Christ. So let's take a moment and consider whether our building is being done on Jesus, whether he is is the cornerstone that we are putting our lives on. And you can listen in a moment or two to the cornerstone, the song is sung by Louise for our Sunday service. And it's a wonderful hymn reminding us that we trust in Jesus day by day, that we look forward to his return and we build our lives upon him. So let's pray together. Lord God, we thank you for Jesus, the cornerstone of our lives. We pray, Lord, that we would trust in him and that we would not find him to be a stumbling block, but that we would find him to be a firm foundation. Help us day by day in our lives to build upon Jesus and to build upon that sure foundation. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome to part four of our Rebuilding Bible Study for Thursday, the 24th of September. And today, as you can see, we're going to be looking at another passage that helps us with this rebuilding process. It's Luke chapter 6, verses 46 to 49, and it's the story that Jesus told about the wise and the foolish builder. And, of course, there's a lot in this story about rebuilding because we've got... Uh, The one who builds on the firm ground and the one who builds with no foundations at all. And we might think that this parable is primarily about how we build our lives and what foundation we put in. But Jesus tells us that it's also about listening and doing. It's about hearing his word and then obeying his word. So let's look at the parable together. Let's see what we can learn together the situation begins with Jesus asking this question, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? In other words, there are those who are gathered around and they're quite prepared to say, oh Lord, oh Lord, and proclaim and say, oh yes, you're the Messiah, you're Lord, you're the one who's in control. But yet for some reason, they will say this with their mouths, but they will not do what Jesus asks them to do. They'll say he's Lord, but they won't act as if he's Lord. They won't do the things that he says. And Jesus says, that's a strange position to be in, because if you think I'm Lord, then you should value my words and you should put them into action. If you think that I am the Lord, then you should realise that my words are the ones that you should live by and my words are the ones that should make an impact in your lives. And Jesus wants to show that this is an inconsistent way to live. It's an inconsistent way to build your life. I will show you what he is like who comes to me, hears my words and puts them into practice. And this is the key thing. It's okay to listen to Jesus. But if we don't do a thing that he says, we might as well not have listened. So here Jesus is saying, if you want to call me Lord, then make sure that you are going to do what I say. So he tells the story. It's a familiar story. It's one that we tell the children all the time. He is like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. Who is that? It's the person who hears his word and then puts it into action. When a flood came, the torrent struck that house but could not shake it because it was well built. And if we want lives that will stand up to the problems in life, we need to listen to Jesus and put his word into action. Because if we do that, we'll have a foundation for everything else that goes on. And whenever we face the uncertainties, whenever we face the difficulties, then we will not be shaken. There are many today whose lives have been totally shaken because they have nothing firm. They're just going along. They were living life to the best that they could. They were following the example of the world and they were everything was going well for them and there were no problems. But now suddenly, during this pandemic and during lockdown, the problems have arisen and suddenly their foundation is very shaky or there is no foundation there at all. Then Jesus delivers the killer blow. This is the person, he says, who hears my word but doesn't do anything about it. It's not even that they don't hear Jesus. They hear it, but they do nothing about it. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built a house on ground without foundation. The moment the torrent struck that house, it collapsed and its destruction was complete. And there are many today whose lives are collapsing because they have no foundation. They have built their lives without a foundation and suddenly it is crumbling down around them. And we are the ones who have the hope, the good news, to take out into the world and to say, this is what Jesus says. Why don't you do something about it? Why don't you come to him and trust in him? It's not that we're telling people, well, look, here's five ways that you can make sure that your life improves after lockdown. Here's don't waste your opportunity of quietness and peace after lockdown. Those aren't the messages that we're taking out to the world. We're taking one message out to the world. Here is Jesus and Jesus can give you purpose And Jesus can give you a foundation. So let's pray and let's thank him for that. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you that we can hear Jesus' words. Now, Lord, help us put them into action in our lives. Help us to live out what Jesus teaches us. So that, Lord, others may have a foundation to build their lives upon. And so that our lives would not be shaken. Help us today, Lord to trust you and follow you, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. We come to the fifth and final part of our Rebuilding Bible Study today. It's Friday the 25th of September, and as we have followed Nehemiah's example through Nehemiah chapter 2 in Rebuilding Jerusalem, Today we come to Psalm 27, and we're just going to look at a few verses at the start of this Psalm to help us see how we can build our lives and how we can be involved in this rebuilding process. So in Psalm 127, we're told, unless the Lord builds the house, its builders labour in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchmen stand guard in vain. And here we're being reminded that we can come up with great plans and go out into the world and try to do great things, but unless the Lord is involved, it is pointless. Unless the Lord watches over, it will come to no good. And so all the rebuilding that we do All this building work has to be with the Lord. We can put in lots of effort, but we won't get the results. We'll labour in vain unless Jesus Christ is at the centre of what we're doing. Unless everything that we're doing is built around God, then it will be pointless. You think about it, we've got nothing to share with the world unless we have Jesus, because Jesus is what makes us unique. Jesus is what makes the difference. We can try and come up with good plans and good ideas, but there'll be some smart person somewhere who will come up with better ideas and better plans. So therefore, the only good thing that we have, that we possess, that we can possibly offer to the world is Jesus. And therefore, without Jesus, everything we do... Is in vain. In the second verse of Psalm 127, the, the psalmist puts this idea across. He says, In vain you rise early and, and stay up late. That if it are running things on our own um, human effort, by getting up early, by staying up late, by burning the candle at both ends, by doing all sorts of things because of our own effort, it's going to be in vain again. Because rebuilding can only take place with Jesus Christ toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. And this is the important thing, being someone that God loves. And then the rebuilding process will work properly. And so we need to love God because he has first loved us. And whenever we love him, then we realise that we have a way forward. We have something to build our lives upon. So what rebuilding needs to be done in your life this week? Is it a huge project like Nehemiah coming back to rebuild the whole of the city? Is it a small project? Is there a relationship that needs to be rebuilt? Is there something that needs to be put right that went wrong in the past? Whatever rebuilding needs to be done today Now is the time to start it and to get right, to put things right and to find the right way of doing things. Because only whenever we start rebuilding will we realise what God can do for us. And if we can rebuild in a little way, then God will come back and he'll ask us to rebuild a bit more and a bit more and a bit more until we suddenly see the transformation and the change that has taken place. So as we come to the end of this week of studies of rebuilding, let's turn to God now and ask him to guide us and help us and enable us in the days ahead. So let us pray. Heavenly Father, we pray that you will help us in this rebuilding work. Show us in our own lives what we need to rebuild, what we need to put right, what we need to do, Lord, to draw closer to you. We recognise that this rebuilding work could be difficult. We recognise that we may have to go back and deal with situations that we thought were long buried. But now, Lord, they have been exposed and something needs done. So, Lord, help us, we pray. But most of all, Lord, we pray for revival. We pray that you would come and transform us, transform your church and transform this community in which we live. Because, Lord, we know that unless you build a house, those who labour do so in vain. So, Lord, continue with us now, we pray, and may we know your blessing in Jesus' name. Amen.